Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here, and today we're going to talk about Russia because Russia is seeing civilian satellites as potential military targets. Maybe. Now, here's what's going on. This is coming from Ars Technica, and I thought this was really interesting. So here's what's up. Now, a Russian diplomat said that civilian satellites could be legitimate military targets in a statement that seems to really refer to Elon Musk's Starlink that's providing broadband access across Ukraine right now. Now, civilian satellites, quote, may become a legitimate target for retaliation, according to this particular Russian official, talking to the, and basically in a statement, talking to the United Nations. Now, this quote is from an unofficial English translation of the statement on September 12th by Konstantin Voronsnov, Voronstsov, I guess I'm probably not pronouncing that right. I never pronounce names right. You know this if you follow me. Now, he is the head of the Russian delegation to the United Nations Office for Disarmament Affairs, known as UNODA. Now, that basically is that working group. The translation is provided with other country statements, basically from the session on UNODA's meeting website. And I quote, uh, basically, Mr. Voronstov uh, directly. We would like to underline an extremely dangerous trend that goes beyond the harmless use of outer space technologies and has become apparent during the events in Ukraine, namely the use of the United States and its allies of the elements of civilian, including commercial infrastructure and outer space for military purposes. It seems like our colleagues do not realize that such actions in fact constitute indirect involvement in military conflicts. Quasi-civilian infrastructure may become a legitimate target for retaliation. And there you go. Now, Starlink, Starlink, uh, SpaceX's Starlink division sent satellite terminals to Ukraine after Russia's invasion. If you recall this, basically providing uh, access and infrastructure to Ukrainians in areas where essentially the Russians had bombed it out or the infrastructure had went down. The other interesting thing, too, that this article doesn't mention is that uh, basically the Russians, when they were capturing uh, basically locations and taking over Internet service providers in Ukraine, were forcing these Internet service providers to essentially route everything that Ukraine was doing through Russian Internet service providers across the border, meaning they could monitor, capture, block, filter, do whatever they wanted because the Ukrainians, even though they were connecting to their local ISP, the ISP was forced to route through Russia. And obviously, as Ukraine is taking back their country from the Russians, they are probably undoing all of that. But this, this diplomat, Konstantin Voronstov's statement, went on to claim that the use of civilian satellites might violate the Outer Space Treaty, and I quote him again, Actions of the Western countries needlessly put at risk the sustainability of peaceful space activities, as well as numerous social and economic processes on Earth that affect the well-being of people, in particular in developing countries. At the very least, this provocative use of civilian satellites is questionable under the Outer Space Treaty, which provides for the exclusively peaceful use of outer space and must be strongly condemned by the international community. That is really interesting, and we will get to that in a second. Now, Russian news agency Taz identified Voronsnov in October of last year as the acting deputy director of the Foreign Ministry Department for Nonproliferation and Arms and Control, but he no longer holds that position. Now, Elon Musk, obviously CEO of SpaceX, actually was thinking about this back in March because he warned of a high probability that the Russians would probably attack Starlink equipment in Ukraine, though he was referring to the user terminals on the ground, not the satellites. Now, a Russian uh, cyber attack was able to temporarily disrupt satellite service provided by Viasat, 
when the war began. I reported on that back on basically like right near the beginning. Musk then later reported that Starlink resisted Russian jamming and hacking um, attacks. And then the Russian Space Agency chief, uh, Dmitry Rogozin, criticized Musk for helping Ukraine, obviously there. Now, here's the interesting part, because essentially um, Konstantin Vorosnatov, and again, I'm horrible with names, I apologize, and I will requote him again. And he said, again, just to reiterate, at the very least, this provocative use of civilian satellites is questionable under the Outer Space Treaty, which provides for the exclusively peaceful use of outer space and must be strongly condemned by the international community. Now, exclusively peaceful use of outer space is the key word, because last year, Russia actually conducted an anti-satellite missile test and was condemned by the international community for doing so. So practice what you preach, man. This is what we are talking about here. Now, that said, we have seen hacking of satellite infrastructure go both ways in the sense that while Russia is looking at controlling and maintaining uh, Ukrainian infrastructure, we believe because they want to use Ukrainian infrastructure for communications, at least when they occupied parts of the country that have now, they've now been pushed back to, we also saw hacking basically against Russian satellite infrastructure, oftentimes by rogue third party groups basically knocking out spy satellites. One group claimed that early on in the war and all these kinds of things. So this is going to go both ways. We're going to see where this goes. But if we start moving towards, let's say, targeting satellites, whether they're spy satellites, civilian satellites, or anything else, essentially we are, and I mean we collectively in the world, if Russia does it or we do it, have a serious problem on their hands because this is an escalation internationally. Satellites are seen around the globe as a very positive thing, whether it's GPS location positions, whether it is bringing satellite-based internet, ideally low orbit uh, satellite internet to, let's say, places that do not have internet in that region. And so as we continue to develop satellite and outer space technology, one of those things that we really have to hone and be keen on is to not basically be aggressive with that. Unfortunately, though, not everybody has this. And my fear is that Russia is going to see this and essentially use this as an excuse to basically start a, a space war, if you will, on top of this. Now, they have many problems going on right now um, in terms of who they are. Uh, from, from Obviously, as I mentioned before, they have uh, essentially been retreating as the Ukrainians have been taking back their space. I'm obviously a big fan of that as well. Um, obviously, Vladimir Putin himself, president of Russia, is under a lot of stress uh, because basically he's losing confidence from all reporting You know, in the top echelons of the Russian government as well as along with the oligarchs who have been under heavy sanctions for months at this point, basically having their yachts seized wherever they are around the globe. And so we're going to see where this ends. But the sanctions apparently have been working. And if they are moving and pivoting towards this kind of cyber warfare in outer space, as, as well as broadening the cyber warfare, which they haven't done nearly as much as we had predicted so far because the Ukrainians, to their credit, have tied them up, we now may start to see a proliferation of this, something I warned about months ago back in late February. February, early March, even as I go back and look at my notes. So this is going to be a huge thing. This is something to watch if you are not watching or paying attention to this, because if we start going after satellites, civilian satellites, we could see those disruptions in GPS in communication and everything else. And if you're saying, well, you know, I've got a cable, you know, system so I can watch my TV. Well, where do you think they're getting those signals from? They're being beamed all over the place to the local cable provider that isn't pushing it out through the copper cable or fiber cable you've got in your house. So this is going to be a huge thing. We're going to see where this goes, but 
but but I would I would be watching this if I were you. I'm going to, and if you're not, I'll be reporting on it, and there you go. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP, and please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everyone.